Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, or in this case, Last Call at Pemberton's. That's right. We are here to talk some How I Met Your Father on the best damn How I Met Your Father podcast straight. of all time. I'm, I'm changing it. It's all time now. It's not just on the internet. You it know, could be one you know, just days, recorded on an like audio a, tape. One of these days, we're going to get like a letter, and it's just going to be like, you need to stop saying this shit. Nope, never. I will never stop. Ever. But that's right, folks. We are here for season two, episode two of How I Met Your Father, titled Midwife Crisis. I like how they do like these playfully interesting titles. Yeah, me too. I was like, Midwife Crisis. Hmm, I'm intrigued as to what this is going to be. So. But uh, yeah, so I'm excited to talk about this one. Uh, original air date for this episode, January 31st of 2023. So if you're listening from far in the future, now you know exactly when it came out. <laughs> uh, this was directed like by the amazing P Fry herself, Pamela Fry. Yes, yes. And written by Daniel and Matthew Libman. Uh, these, uh, these guys previously uh, did work writing and producing on shows like Robot Chicken, uh, Metalocalypse, Dr. Ken, Solar Opposites, and a show that I love that ended too soon, uh, Happy Endings, which is a good one. I love Happy but it got, Endings. But it got canceled. Yes, I mean, those are good as well. <laughs> but the, <laughs> it got canceled, unfortunately, and did not get to finish. So th- that is the opposite <laughs> of a happy ending. <laughs> I was going to say, that's some blue balls right there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, nobody yeah, ever no. likes it when you don't get to finish a happy ending. It's true. It's a little. It's a little ironic there, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, so the summary for this episode: as she waits for the gallery to call, Sophie lands a gig she lied to get and enlists Vale to help. Jesse forces Sid and Meredith to work out their differences. And this summary just completely ignores Ellen and Charlie. I'm just saying. Yeah, I was going to say, it ignores the third uh, part of the story on this, but wow. Yeah, yeah. you know, the Ellen and Charlie. Act, you know what, then? We're going to start tough. by talking about Ellen and Charlie. All right, let's do it then, man. Let's do it. I, th- I felt that this was the best part of the entire story this week. Yeah, like, it was good to see Ellen, because like last episode, Ellen really didn't get much to do. I was going to say, she didn't have much screen time in the season premiere. So this week, Ellen, poor Ellen. And I feel so bad for her because she's dealing with so much still. Uh, She's going through this little bit of a crisis where the girl across the hall that she gave her number to still hasn't called her or contacted her in any way. So she's like freaking out. And she's like, well, maybe I should text her. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should call her. Maybe I should go knock on the door. And Charlie's like, why don't we just leave the door open? Yeah. And she'll just come in on her own. <laughs> Which, first off, I'm not 100% sure I would do that living in New York City. Now, yeah, just leaving the door open. Okay, so yeah. I lived in, in an apartment building. I'm sorry, but it, just because somebody has their door open doesn't mean I'm just going to walk in and be like, hey, your door's open. Then uh-huh. you some company. <laughs> like, what? Come Are on. you having a party? You're having a party? Like, who the fuck now, is because the door is To open? me, it makes sense that, you know, to think that Rachel might do this because she knows her. True. Y- you know what I mean? But the random people who just walk into their apartment because the door is open, I, like, really? 
do people do this? Well, that's what I thought. And it started with the two older guys. <laughs> they were hilarious. And I'm like, they were. And well, the one gentleman, he's from Two Broke Girls. Yes. And that's yeah. what I recognized him from. And I was just and like, he's hilarious on that, too. Oh, he is. He's yeah. uh, he's hilarious in the few things that I've seen him in, usually. Yeah. Um, and as much as this storyline doesn't go too far, like it's it's simply it's it's, it's, it's the it's, shortest of the three. It is, but yeah. it's the best of the three because it, it it ends with Ellen finally getting to go over and talk to. You said her name was Lauren. No, Rachel. 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 I should remember that. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. Okay, so she finally goes over and talks to Rachel, and Rachel's like, you know, I was gonna text you, and then I didn't. She goes, and then I was going to send you some like song lyrics, and then I started watching these videos, and I didn't. Goes, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... essentially, they just realized that they were both really insecure about it. I mean, tell me you've never been that way when you're texting somebody. Oh, well, absolutely. Or, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I overthink a lot of things in my life. <laughs> been there. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I, I totally got where both of them uh, were coming from. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're moving forward with the Ellen and Rachel stuff, because um, I, I I like I, from what we've seen of Rachel, I like her, and I think uh, they'll make a good uh, they'll complement each other as a couple. Um, I agree. For however, for however long they you know decide to run that storyline, um, there was a couple funny things though uh, that happened throughout this piece of the story. There was there was one that I wrote down specifically just because it was a. It was a pun that made me laugh, and it was when Charlie was watering the plant, and he yes. called it Plant Hopkins, and I don't yes. know why it made me laugh so hard. I laughed. There's <laughs> no amount of water that can bring Plant Hopkins back. And he was... just like, so nonchalantly says it. It was, it was yep. too funny. Uh, and then the we were talking about the two old guys and uh, they, how they kept talking. about like They had their own little story going. They did. How, Talking about like their, that was their wives brilliant. and stuff. Yeah. I'm just yeah, the, their wives went on some safari and have never returned, and it's been like 20 years. Yeah. I think he said like, 27 years. I'm like, I want these guys to pop back up again. Well, here's here's my big question, though. Okay? So they've been missing for 27 years. They're presumably dead. They found a bone. They found a bone. A bone. And I'm like, holy shit. But yes, I would love to see those two pop back up again. I would 100% be okay with that. Here's what I wonder. Maybe they didn't die, John. Maybe they ran off together. Who knows? They just left you their know, husbands. It's, it's funny that you say that, because I thought about that. I thought about what if they ran off together because they were unhappy in their relationships. And then I was like, they made the bone comment that there was a bone found, and I was like, Maybe they were eaten. Maybe it was planted bone. Like, but yeah, but they uh, they never specify if it was one of the wife's bones. They just said they found a bone. That is probably, true as well. Yeah. You know? So we really don't know one way or the other when it comes to that. But, uh, but yeah, oh, I really man. I really like this uh, this part of the story. I thought it was really fun. I love Ellen and Charlie as like a like a dynamic duo. I mean, they had a lot of time to shine in season one, too, where, like, yeah. they bonded, even mm -hmm. during the Val and Charlie storyline. And I'm like, yeah. 
I'm like, okay, like Charlie and Ellen make such a fun pair. And I love the scene where she comes out of the room and she's like, how do I look? And he's like, a million pounds. And million she's like, pounds. Oh, and he's like, the the money, not the weight. Yeah. Or the currency, not the not the measure of however weight. he yeah. says it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, British yeah. humor. Yeah, I, I thought that was actually really I thought that was really good. <clears throat> His comment when she's like, "You tell me if I was ugly, right?" He's like, "Of course, I always tell people when they're ugly." Yes, <laughs> that's why the fuggo super won't fix our sick. Yes, and when he <laughs> said that, I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> yeah, man, he roasted that guy. <laughs> oh man, that was uh, yeah. So uh, that was the Ellen and Charlie stuff. Good stuff that was there. The I really enjoyed. Charlie. It. Well, you know, let's uh, build so... up to the so. Bell. Okay. All right. So then we'll talk about Sid, Jesse, and Meredith. So before we uh, even get into this, I'm just gonna say I do not like where his character has been season two so far. We are two episodes yeah, well, in. Yeah. That is, in my opinion, is because of Meredith. She. Oh, it's a hundred. Is a percent. She's such to me. She's a very unlikable character. Um, and maybe that's just because we know everything that has happened with her. Um, yeah. And so we're like meant to not like her, but she doesn't well, help it sucks herself. Too, Cause we have meta information that he doesn't yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah, like, absolutely. like, so, okay. So starting in this season, he's been a whiny, needy and kind of jealous guy. Like, yeah. he's got the world right now by the balls in his court, but yet he's still whiny and fucking... And this this episode, like, I'm going to say this meanly. If Jesse's character was to walk out of the building complex right now and get hit by, like, a taxi and died, I wouldn't fucking care. Because mm. his character has just taken such a turn, I don't like it. Like he That's nothing- why I'm hoping it doesn't that this whole Meredith thing doesn't actually last long. I'm really hoping that it's ended before she goes on tour. I hope so as well. That's what I, cause like, otherwise he's gone for what it was a month, right? Yeah. I don't know when she's supposed to leave, but if they break up before that, we don't have to deal with any of that. And then she can, she can just kind of disappear for a while. True. Um, because she, I don't, I don't, and, and what we learn in this episode, I don't like her even more. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she just seems like, uh, <clears throat> for lack of better terms, she's that C word that we try not to say too often on recording, but yeah, I mean, she, she's, she's a very, cake. She's so arrogant about, but like, she tries to be nice. Like she acts all nice, Yeah, but she. All she's done for a lot of the episode is just like talk about herself and boast about all the like I mean the episode starts off with her talking about all these talk shows that she's going on like yeah like showing off essentially well that was that was another thing too is like you know so diving into that story uh there's the scene where Sid brings out the grilled cheese okay which, yeah first off those grilled those- cheese looked phenomenal I, I need me one of those. I don't know what kind of bread he was using or what he did, but those things I'm were I'm assuming huge. that was a sourdough. They were friggin' huge. 
and I want one. And that's, I was like, he's got like a good slab of cheese in there. So I was like, okay, grilled cheese looked phenomenal just for a start. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, Jesse walks away to go get, he got like ranch, I think he said he's going to get. Yeah, he, yeah, okay. I have an issue here. Who the fuck eats ranch ah. with a grilled cheese sandwich? Secondly, he comes out and he's like, uh, hey, babe, Anybody do want you want ketchup? ketchup? And both him, uh, Sid and Meredith say yes. Who the fuck eats ranch or ketchup on a grilled cheese sandwich? I just, it, it bothered me. Yeah. It, it shouldn't. It, it just does. So when Sid's holding the plate of grilled cheese, Meredith is just instantly like, oh, I'll take one. Mm-hmm. First off, I don't remember your bitch ass being asked if you wanted a grilled cheese. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. That would be like, yeah, it, it's not your fucking house. Don't ever <laughs> assume that just because somebody makes food in their house, you're included in that. I love that Sid, he did not relent. He ne- he Fuck was no. not going to let her have one at all. Hell no. I wouldn't yeah. let her have one either. Even at, even like at the end of that, that scene, <sighs> when he goes to leave the room, he she goes to reach for him and he's like uh, and he grabs the plate and takes it with him. Hell yeah. Yeah. And this is this is where their storyline really kicks off is that he's like, you've had a lot of problems with Meredith. And Jesse's like, Well, I wanna I wanna crush this. I wanna want I wanna know why you guys have so many problems with one another. And you know, Sid's just like, listen, I'll tell you exactly why I've got problems with her, but you're not gonna like it. Yeah. So it Dude, is, I mean when when they go to do the the like conflict resolution type thing or whatever they called it. Um, that stack of cards he's got was insane. It was like, Oh yeah. Two, it was like two packs of index cards worth. Oh yeah. You know, I'm like, that's a lot of stuff. You know, somewhere that dude's got like a notebook and he's just like been writing shit down. Uh, uh, well, I mean, we find out in this that he journals and, uh, <laughs> he, he wanted to do, uh, co-journaling. Yeah, <laughs> I like, thought that I was kind of sweet, though. I leave every other page uh, blank just in case you change your mind. <laughs> yep, but yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I was just like, so they skipped to like this. They call it the burrito incident, and yes. Sid talks about how you know he was trying to get fit and he was lifting, so he started making yeah. burritos at home, and he had yeah, like meal prepping. Yeah, he was meal prepping yeah. a burrito a day, which. Good for him. You know, he sure. found healthy burritos that, to make up. And then he's talking about how Jesse had this recital and he came home to get these flowers and he catches Meredith eating a burrito that he had made. Yeah. And she's well, and, like, and, oh. And, and she couldn't go to this thing because she was sick. Because she was sick. Yeah. That was that was the whole big sick. thing about this. Yeah. Okay. So, so when he when he first finds that the burrito is 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 missing he finds a little tag and then yeah. the trail of stuff i don't know if you did but my brain instantly went to the mosby boys ha. i mean they didn't go anywhere no. near in in depth with it like with that kind of a thing but i was like ted mosby would have been on this <laughs> he would have been on he the would have been <laughs> now here's where my complaint to this came she leaves the fucking sticker like on the floor, trail of like food to the bedroom. Yeah. Why was she not using a fucking plate? Right? Like f- also, 
why the fuck are you opening it there and then dragging like eating it as you walk? Just take it to the bedroom, open it there. Like or for that, yeah. Why are you, you know, shredding the tinfoil like a savage? Yeah, that that's another it's like that, that's another reason I don't like her. <laughs> like I'm just like man. It's like if somebody had such disrespect toward me that they're just gonna leave beans and shit all over my floor. Right? Nah, get the fuck out. Get know? the fuck out. Yeah. Like I agree with you on so many levels to that. And that's yeah. layer one of the burrito. Layer two is that Sid reveals that when he came back and he sees her eating the burrito, she's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And she's talking shit about Jesse and his recital and how these kids and she doesn't want to mm-hmm. sit there and listen to them. And <clears throat> yeah. And my heart goes out so hard on this one because he looks at the card and it's like, she never loved you. Yeah, she, she, I, she like, I wrote it down. It's she doesn't really love you, is what is what he wrote. Oh, down. is that okay? But yeah. still, though, yeah, it's it's, like, he's right, though. Yeah. And I, so you and I have went through a lot of relationships together. We've always been there for one another. We've always helped each other pick up the pieces, move on, and do what we can for each other. Yeah. And this one here reminds me of when I broke up with Sarah and you broke up with Jack. So both of us went through a very hard time after that. And that's what Jesse's going through. Like Jesse's going yeah. through something and he just True. isn't dealing with it very well. Yeah. I went to true. alcohol and you went to just completely shutting out the world. Like that we both true, yeah. went different routes that like <laughs> were not good for either of us. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the thing is, is like, I feel like when the inevitable happens and she breaks his heart again, I feel like he's going to spiral out. Yes. You know, because he's he's essentially um, shaping his personality around her now. And like, what do you do with that as a character? You know, do at that point is try to bounce back to being yourself as quick as possible. And that's not always a good coping mechanism either. Yeah. Not that right. I'm here to give relationship advice because I'm I'm six years single at this point, but like I mean, you do what you gotta do. Yeah, I mean, I mean my wife left me, so I mean <laughs> who am I to give advice? I, I will say like this. Maybe Jesse just needs to at this point just stop trying to be in a relationship and be more of a Barney Stinson for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but see that's the problem, is like he was obviously, he obviously fell for Sophie. Oh, and yeah. He, and he feels like he screwed up, but he also feels like she pushed him away. And instead of just coping with that, he instantly backslid. Oh, 100%. He overcorrected. He, oh, yeah. Absolutely overcorrected. Oh, yeah. And just, and his, and, isn't allowing himself to come to terms with that. He's just, he's just leaning into the skid. Oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. So I don't know where it's going to go. Um, I hope, cause like you said, I, I don't like him either right now. Listen, and I want to, I loved him, him in season one. 
Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. In season one, he was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I liked the quirky, quirky guy and, like, his little, like... Yeah. I, I am who I am. Yeah. And this, in the, so far in this season, in the two episodes we've gotten, I'm like, fuck Jesse. Throw him out the fucking window. Yeah. So, let, hopefully let him, that will change. Let Walter White show up at his door and just put a bullet between his eyes. Bam! I'm, I'm the one that knocks. <laughs> uh, now, all right. Let's talk about Val and Sophie. Yes, sir. Now, all right. the one thing I will say about how I met your father, <clears throat> I am very thankful that in season one, they established that Sophie and Val like to go to yoga class. Because anytime I get to see Hillary Duff in stretchy clothing, yeah. I am a happy man. Yeah, I literally, I literally wrote uh, down in my notes, "Return of Yoga Gear." Oh yeah, and not only <laughs> was she in yoga gear, dude, she was sweaty. She was, Absolutely. and I know I sound like a complete horn dog right now to all our listeners, but let's just admit it, dude. Hillary she Duff is, is gorgeous. Go- she is so gorgeous, and she's one of the few like early Disney pop stars that didn't go off the rails, you know. She, she didn't she go was, full Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I mean, well, she didn't. She didn't take the Britney turn. She didn't take the um the like the Christina Aguilera turn. Like True. they all kind of had their down their their kind of like downfalls for a while. Yeah. Uh, but she never did. She no. never did. No, you know, she stayed I, out I of the limelight. Had her kid. Yeah. Speaking of kids, that's what this whole section is about. Oh, uh, boy, is it. Oh, now, yeah. <laughs> this week's episode of How I Met Your Father saw a special guest. Yes, it did. And I told Josh, I watched this episode twice and didn't realize either time who it was. Josh, who did we see this week? We got Megan Trainer, pop star herself, coming in as Ramona, the, the pregnant neighbor uh, who's getting ready to have her kid. Which is funny because I found out that um, the day before this episode aired, Megan Trainer uh, revealed that she was pregnant. Oh no way! Yeah, fair. I just thought I just thought that was kind of neat, kind of a cool. <coughs> so she, she very well might have been pregnant while filming this episode. I don't know how far back they film, but you never. I know. don't know. I mean, that's kind of a fun question to know then. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so uh, she is she is having a home birth, and Sophie apparently told her that she's done tons of home birth photo shoots, uh, and she's never done one at all. Well, we, we skipped a little bit into this one. You skipped over future Sophie talking to her that's son true. about being a liar. That uh, is true. Which, well, we'll quick over that, because that's not really important. I mean, it is important to the story, yeah. but it's really not. Future Sophie says that she's a liar and that she learned how to handle that and she was going through this time. Yeah. Um, when that, whenever she I gets like funny, stressed, stressed or uh, insecure, she says she insecure, which is pretty much lies all the time. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So she's waiting for the gallery to call and, mm. you know, they're in yoga class. She thinks she gets the call from the gallery and it's not. It's some other ladies. <laughs> that whole scene, she plows. Everybody, including Vale, over. Yeah. Just everybody down. And that wasn't even a, I'm sorry. And it's not even her phone. 
not even her phone. <laughs> I'm just, like, I just damn, like, damn, girl. So um, like, they'll leave a message. To trust me, and, and that's it. They'll message. leave a message, and if it's important, they'll call you back. Yeah, exactly. So then we end up outside of Pemberton's, and or it wasn't. Yeah, no, it's Pemberton. No, it's yeah. uh, yeah, they were yeah, outside Pemberton's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm right. I know where I was. And <laughs> so she's like, "Oh God, there's Meredith," and blah blah blah, and and she and this is her on. first time officially meeting her. Yeah. And so yeah, she was all freaking out about uh meeting her for the first time and, and worried about her hating her, what all this stuff. And apparently well, Meredith just, just doesn't care. Well, and that's it. Like Meredith like, is like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. But like, did they not realize they were standing in front of a big open window? Like apparently she's trying not. to like put makeup on and like she looked fine. Like she really looked fine. Yeah. I mean she was a little sweaty, but other than that, I, you Dry yourself off, you're good to go. Couldn't even notice. I was too busy being like, damn, Hillary, what's up? That's fair. I mean, I get it. So then, yeah, so that leads into her lying about her picture selling at the gallery. And then we flash forward a little bit to they're doing the home birth. Now, this is where things take a big turn. And, like, I want to talk about a few things that happen here. And it makes me laugh. So first, they set up the pool. Yes. Or the, the hot tub thing. Yeah, yeah, and they don't realize there's a pump in there. I love well, that. When you took it out they of the were, box, you didn't they see were it. over halfway done with that pool. Yeah, before they realized apparently that there was a pump in there. And that's what I'm saying, though. But you didn't realize it when you took it out of the box. Number that's two, why I always check. I always take every always. single thing out of the box before I do anything with anything. Yeah, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. And number two, Sophie fills it with straight hot water. Yeah, it's like you didn't test, you didn't check the water before you just let it right? run in there. And number two, what kind of apartment complex do you live in that you filled something that big with straight hot water and never ran out? Because I want that. Yeah, that agreed, man. And like, because I can't take more than a thirty-minute shower. Water. Exactly, yeah. I can't take more than a thirty-minute shower without running out my hot water tank. Yeah, I also live Shit, in a, I mean, a place that has a tiny fucking. Hot water tank, but that's true. But like, <laughs> there are days where it's like I'm ten minutes in and I run out of hot water, and and you yeah, know? and that's why I'm like, man, she filled up this huge fucking pool thing, scalding yeah. hot water. It's so fucking hot. Yeah, and then cooled it <laughs> down how, with like maybe how do they two cool it down? Yeah, with like two frozen, pounds of shrimp, just fucking frozen but shrimp, man. This is all I'm saying. That shrimp better have come out of that pool like fully cooked. I mean, well, I mean, it wasn't in there that long, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but that I don't made know. it seem like that pool cooled down amazingly. That's like true. The perfect temperature. That's true. I, I just I don't know because I, I don't eat shrimp, so I don't know how long it takes to cook some shrimp. So <laughs> I don't know. But... She did, however, offer to give Ramona shrimp, so it's like. What if she had taken it and it wasn't cooked? You just gave a right? pregnant lady raw shrimp. Like I don't, I, I don't know. <coughs> that can't yeah. be healthy. I don't know. Uh, you wouldn't <laughs> think so. But oh, yeah, man. I loved. And then, like you know, Ramona gets in the pool, or like she. Well, no, you for you missed a thing. I did. You're right. Sophie fell in the pool first. Yeah, and it was hilarious to me. Oh yeah. 
Because she just then, she goes down hard in that so day. hard, like yeah, so hard. Yeah, uh, Hil- Hillary Duff took one for the team on that on that scene. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. It was man, and she plays it off real cool. She plays yeah, it off. Real I was cool. blessing the pool. Like, <laughs> would you like some shrimp? <laughs> like, birthing damn. shrimp. Yeah, birthing you know, shrimp. birthing shrimp. Uh, but yeah, and so then Ramona gets in, and and they start. They they they're getting ready and they're on the phone with the midwife because the midwife couldn't make it, but she's on the phone. No, and no, of no, course, nine one one. Was it nine one one? I yeah, oh, I, cause that, cause, I assumed uh, it was the midwife. I didn't realize it was nine one one. Yeah, because she she says that the midwife is stuck on a tram. She goes, "There's a subway or a trolley." She goes, "There's a tram and a subway," and she took the trolley, and then so she's on the phone with nine one one's operator. Oh, okay, and. Drops her phone in the fucking, but yeah, she's also holding her phone like like this. Yeah, and her and, and she's like, all wet, you know, so like and, she's yeah, slippery and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, and she's like leaning over the pool where like if my arm is the pool, she's over it, so it's like in the pool area. And I'm like, why? Yeah, why are you asking for all this bad shit to happen today? Right. It's like if you're supposed to be helping her, then maybe have Val Valentina hold the phone. Maybe you know, what I, you know what I mean? Like that would have been a good idea. So but yeah, I was just, just like was damn. not thinking. Was not thinking. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so they God. do they do the home birth and everything, and it gets it gets a it's a it's a pretty wild scene, just a lot of screaming and whatnot. It is, interesting but it's kind of funny. It is funny. Uh but it, it goes off without a hitch. Um and uh you know, we uh, we do see a picture. Hover with the baby, which is cool. Uh, at the end, at the end, I'm going to skip a little bit. Uh, but at the end, we find out that uh, Ramona named the kid Riley, and Riley. spelled weird. R Y because she spells it out. She's like R Y L E I G H. Uh, and apparently, Megan Trainer's real son is named Riley. It's spelled R I L E Y, but his her kid's name is Riley. That's cool. Which I thought was kind of interesting, um, but before that part even happens, uh, after after the birth and everything, um, they go back to Pemberton's because you know they they're all jazzed up after yeah. this. You know they're like we can't believe we just did this, uh, and and Sophie's kind of feeling a bit more humbled now, and she goes and apo- actually apologizes to Meredith. Yeah, was, you know, right to her was, face. Yeah, I thought that was big of her. Until after what happens next. <laughs> when she gets a phone call from the gallery. And they sold her, her, her photo. And then she gets, she gets up in her face again. She's like, take that, Meredith. Take that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and that's when we wind up seeing like the whole thing with Sid. Um, with the card and, and all that yeah. stuff. But uh yeah, um I think overall I, I, I enjoyed this episode. I th- honestly I think it's it was better than the than the premiere. I thought it was Oh, it was uh, definitely better than the premiere. Yeah, it had it had better flow, had better humor. Um <coughs> and we got, you know, stuff from everybody, which was nice. Yeah. And it you was think nice overall? to not see like, because Val and Charlie didn't have any interaction in this episode because Val was really tied up with helping out 
Sophie, which is fine because they're they're broken up, so it's not like we have to see them exactly. do stuff together. But I feel yeah. like the first episode was like, oh my god, even though we broke them up, we still have to put them together. Yeah, and it's like you don't, you don't have to well, put them together. I mean, you kind of, I mean, maybe <clears throat> not as much as they did, but you you need a little bit of reminder and explanation as to how their dynamics going to work. Oh, yeah, but I mean, you know, they don't have to be together every episode in solo situation. No. no, 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 yeah, not at all. Um, yeah. I really liked the dynamic of this episode where it was like, you know, Sid and Charlie are trying to, or, <laughs> Sid and Charlie, Sid and Jesse are trying to do their thing together and, you yeah. know, the whole Meredith thing, like it's the third wheel, you know, there's all the tension between Sid and Meredith and Jesse's got his blinders on. Yeah. And Charlie and Ellen are trying to do their thing, but she also is trying to, you know, to have the whole Rachel thing as well. Yep. I mean, you know, it's it was a good episode overall. Sophie's, you know, trying to find her niche right now where she's not so eh. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think that um stylistically, I think this show is really getting into a good groove um bringing on like the traits from How I Met Your Mother and stuff. Um, like, like the, there was the scene where, um, Sid was telling the story of, of the, like right before the burrito incident. And so like, they're, they're talking in the flashback, but it's Sid's voice. Yes. That's stuff that they did on how I met your mother. Lots of times, you know, it's, oh, it's a quite technique a bit. that they used. Um, and I've noticed in just these first two episodes that they've been playing with a bit more of those, those techniques that they used in the original series, which I really like. Yeah. It gives it more of the feel of like, you're really watching a how I met your mother spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. While still having new characters give it to you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's similar. Cause like we both just watched the, that 90s show. Yes, And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, you got these brand new characters, but you still, the world still feels like that world that we let we were in before so you know it, it that's one of the biggest things that i loved about this uh, th- like this shows right now these two episodes that we've gotten um from the season because it feels more like that world that we were in in high my correct mind. correct yeah, so yeah all right uh do you got anything else that you want to say about the episode i do not okay well then uh why don't you let everybody know where they can find you Listen, people, it's easy to find me. You hop on over to Twitter. You know, it's that little blue bird and the, well, it's a white bird and a blue box, or it's a blue bird and a white box, or however they do it these days. You type in at the little uh, magnifying glass and you search for simply sane J1, and then I should come up. And it's like a Batman logo that says simply sane with J. Um, Josh made that for me because he's pretty awesome like that. Um, I have a podcast and I have a blog and I like to talk about myself and air out my traumatic problems for the world to read and see because I have no privacy boundaries at all. Join in with the trauma. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to know anything about me, please feel free to ask. I'm an open book. I will share anything you want to know. I like to think that I am like eccentrically awesome but really i'm probably not i'm probably like that <laughs> uncle you don't let near your kids because you're afraid i'm gonna like like teach them something really bad like i could teach them to say uh bitch make me a sandwich 
Or if they're not feeling sandwiches, waffles, because sometimes you just want a nice hearty waffle. Everybody likes a good hearty waffle. And if you don't, then fuck you. Exactly. (laughs) And if you want to follow this tubby motherfucker, you hit that little magnifying glass and you search Merc blog or movie blog Merc. Sorry. (laughs) I was going to be like, wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's right there on the screen, too. All I got to do is read it. (laughs) Movie blog Merc. Um, That's right, folks. Josh does a lot of fun stuff with comics and movies and trailers, and he can read books. I I can read books. That's true. I do know how to read. <laughs> uh, but yes, folks, follow me on Twitter at Movie Blog Merc. Uh, that is the Twitter page for my site, Merc and Movie Blog. If you are watching this he on YouTube, books. you are watching it on the Merc and Movie Blog YouTube channel. So be sure to hit that like button if you like what you're watching. Smash that subscribe button. And and fucking click that bell if you can find it. Get yourself notified of all of, of our uh, Yeah. Posts. You know, we're posting uh, while this show is running. <laughs> we're posting two of these a week. So, you know, get Try. up on it. You, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it at all. I mean, I know uh, we're a day late with this one. So we fucking apologize. Okay. Shit happens. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, and uh, you can, uh, if you're going to listen to us on podcast form, you head over to anchor, anchor.fm slash last call H-I-M-Y-M. And uh, while you're there, leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star review. And, uh, you know, we'll read that out on air. So be sure to do that. Uh, we are, we're also on all the others like Spotify and Stitcher and all those, you know, other uh, good pods, whatever. Where, wherever you listen, I'm sure you can find us anywhere there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, make sure you follow us, this, this channel here on Twitter at last call H I M Y M Twitter and Instagram, same handle, uh, last call H I M Y M for all your, how I met your mother needs. I was going to say pretty much anywhere that we're available. It's last call H I M Y M. That's true. Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Josh's hole. I mean, I, I should tattoo it right around the rim. Do it. You won't. You're right. I won't. <laughs> Somebody's like, why does it stay a last call? But yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's all I got for man. You got anything left for him? Listen, people, you're not my father, so you don't have to go home and you can't tell me what to do, but you can't listen here. Boom. Catch you guys next time.